1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show. Best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, March the 24th, 2021. Today's show, I break down last night's win as Gamecocks baseball takes care of business against the Citadel in the midweek with an 8-3 to three win, guys. I'll break down the game in its entirety. Also, we'll talk TSUS midweek MVP, what's next for South Gonna Also, how sweet it is once again for Dawn Staley's squad as the Gamecocks punch their ticket at the Sweet 16 with a 59-42 to win over Oregon State. We'll talk that, break it all down, guys. We've got a packed show here on a Wednesday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention on the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items and cleaning services as well. They are founded by Greenville natives and university of South Carolina alumni guys. So a Gamecock owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management, moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for guys whether in the Upstate or across the state of South Carolina. If you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Or, of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Guys, the show is also brought to you by our friends over at My. Bookie, guys, March is here. The madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the non stop action with my bookie. Guys, you can select the winners from 63 tournament games in the My Bookie bracket contest for a chance at ten thousand dollars in cash prizes. And, guys, get this it's only a dollar to enter. Guys, it doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player in game props. My Bookie. Has you covered, guys. You can sign up today at mybookie.ag and use the promo code GAMECOX. Again, that's promo code GAMECOX to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And guys, make sure that you're using my promo code so they know that I hooked you up. Again, that's promo code GAMECOX to claim your first deposit bonus. Guys, college ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday guys bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie let's get it What is up, guys? I'm Chris Phillips, Joe's the Spurs Up Show, as always. Happy Hump Day to y'all, guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in. We got a packed show here on a Wednesday. We're talking baseball. We're talking basketball. How sweet it is. Gamecocks women headed to the Sweet 16. Hey, it's a celebratory Wednesday. Both sports last night winning. I feel like last night was a very fun, enjoyable, relaxing evening. As a Gamecocks fan, and it felt kind of weird. Admit it, right? You were sitting there. Both teams are winning. You're like, wow, this feels, this feels strange. This is a very foreign feeling to me because, again, even when the Gamecocks win, normally it's not like a relaxing thing. It, it's not a situation where you know you're feeling good and, and you're sitting back, feet kicked up. You got a cold drink. You got some food. You're you're just chilling, right? You're enjoying it. No, it's normally stress nail biting it's 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 turmoil it's it's just it's like a you cannot script it and last night did not have that feeling which was really nice and I know it was a nice break for us all but again guys thank you so much tuning in appreciate it guys um we got a packed show here on Wednesday hope you're all doing well it's been a great week of content we got even more rolling this week with of course the podcast the Daily Crow. We got a big series this weekend. We got women's basketball going. they chase chasing the national championship, all that good stuff. But let's go ahead without further ado, folks, and just dive right into it here on a Wednesday. And we'll start on the Diamond. The Gamecocks taking care of business against the Citadel Bulldogs. Carolina gets a big win, eight to three in this one. And this one, folks, was never really close, never really in doubt, which is interesting. I actually picked a 9-5 to five score, and the game went basically exactly how I thought and exactly, I think, how I predicted. So maybe I know a little bit of something. Maybe listen to me. Maybe, I, maybe I'm on to something. Maybe I know something. I will say this. I did say South Carolina would put up a crooked number in the first, and did they ever do that? A num- a two-spot in the first as West Clark hits a two-run bomb. Gamecocks put up two in the first, one in the second. Three in the third, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, and that was enough to hold on again to beat the Citadel Bulldogs by a final score of eight to three. A very successful night at the yard for sure. You know, it's interesting, guys. This one I talked about with the game that you played against these guys a couple of weeks ago and how this midweek game had a little bit more juice to it, a little bit more fire to it. We really didn't feel that. Again, it was a very casual, easygoing night at the yard. Of course, I was there at the ballpark in Founders Park. It was a very easy night at Founders Park, and I think one of the reasons is this. The fire was put out, and the tone was set on the mound by Will Sanders. The freshman Will Sanders, what an outing from him, five innings pitch, ten strikeouts. I cannot begin to express to you guys how excited I am for – for this young man, uh, a guy that I think has got a very, very long, promising career in garnet and black in the fastballs, 94 to 96. And the, here, here's the thing, guys, it's not an overexerting 94 to 96. It's not a guy that you look at him, look at him, and you're like, oh, man, he's he's trying to throw it as hard as he can. And I mean, this is a very easy 94 to 96. The ball just jumps out of his hand. The breaking stuff, obviously, is explosive. The changeup is good. I think you are looking, guys, and I know I've said this. I think I've said this on the airwaves before. I know I've said it to people at, at Founders Park a ton during the games this year, but you are looking at South Carolina's Friday night starter for next season. You're looking at next year's Friday night starter. No question in my mind. This dude has all the makings of a big-time pitcher on the weekend for the Gamecocks. And, heck, he could compete for the Sunday role right now. You know, I thought interesting comments from Mark Kingston after the game. If you go to YouTube and listen to Kingston, what he said – um, he said about Will Sanders, you know, the thing he liked the most about the outing is he only threw 67 pitches in five innings, which would make him available for Sunday. And to me that I raised an eyebrow a little bit. I said for Sunday, what's his plans for Sunday? Would they entertain starting Will Sanders on Sunday? You know, Julian Bosnick's had a couple of rough outings, you know, fans were clamoring for maybe a Brett Carey to get that start. But I think Will Sanders is definitely going to be the guy in line. I think if, if, if they do want to switch things up, if they do want to give somebody else the ball, I think it will be Will Sanders, the freshman, to get that opportunity. But he was spectacular. He was phenomenal for you. Again, really set the tone. I thought attack the strike zone again. Just when when you have when you have the repertoire that a guy like Will Sanders does, we like that word, right? Repertoire. That's that's a heck of a word here on a Wednesday. But when you have the weapons that Will Sanders done, it does, and it's really simple an overpowering fastball and nasty breaking stuff to accompany it and you throw strikes and you locate it and you put it where you want, you're going to make yourself basically unhittable. Again, five innings pitch for him, gave up just one hit. It was a solo home run, but gave up just one hit, only one walk and 10 strikeouts. And again, very efficient, 67 pitches in five innings. You saw Danny Lloyd come in. I thought he threw really, really well as well. Two innings, one hit, no runs, none earned, no walks, four strikeouts. You know, Danny Lloyd looked like the guy last night. He looked like the guy that I projected to be South Carolina's closer the last two seasons. And no one has ever questioned the stuff when it comes to Danny Lloyd. Nobody. I mean, you look at the stuff. He's mid-90s with the fastball, has a, a basically unhittable slider when he's throwing it well. It's always been about can he fill up the zone enough and can he be consistent enough when he takes them out? I think you're starting to see that. I don't know what it is. I don't know why he's more comfortable, but the last couple of outings for Danny Lloyd, he has looked really, really good. I'll be excited to see just how do Mark Kingston and company, how do they use this guy? How are they going to use him? Because again, I think he fits in really, really well in that seventh and eighth inning role being that setup, man. You know, if you are set on Brett Carey being your closer, which again, I think they are. Um, I think Danny Lloyd fits in really, really well in that setup role. But again, continues to throw well. He's another weapon for you out of the bullpen. And, again, a guy that casual 94-95 coming out of the pen, just another power arm for Mark Kingston and Skyler me to go to. Wesley Sweat coming in, um, not his best outing, which it's crazy, guys. I wanted to make this point. Again, this is kind of random. But I was out in the bullpen watching Wesley, Wesley Sweat warm up. And what's crazy, and I think something that fans, guys, really need to keep in mind, because Wesley Sweat last night, he really hasn't thrown all that great. You know, we all kind of know his role to find at this point. He's a midweek guy and, and isn't going to get a ton of, ton of opportunities on the weekend. Just call it for what it is. But two thirds innings pitched last night, three hits, two runs, two earned, had one strikeout and didn't give, did give up a home run. But you watch this dude in the bullpen, the shit is nasty. Like he has good stuff. He throws the piss out of the baseball. I thought, if nothing else, the velocity was really good. And it's just interesting how, you know, I think fans kind of get this misconception that, oh, we just have some guys who aren't very good and some guys who are really, really good. All of these guys that are on this roster are really, really good. They're at South Carolina for a reason. They're all talented. They all have the ability. They wouldn't be wearing the garnet in black if they didn't. But, you know, some guys, for whatever reason, just find barrels and, and just, and, it just doesn't work out for him. It doesn't pan out. Wesley sweat, unfortunately, has been a guy like that. And of course he's battled some things. He's battled injuries. Of course, he's coming back from the injury this year, which I think is probably affecting him a little bit more than we know. But again, that was just something random on my mind. I wanted to share with you guys. I was sitting out there in the bullpen watching Wesley sweat warm up and I'm like, this dude's good. Like, it's not like he's a scrub, you know, it's not like he's a, it's not like he's a guy that's like, Oh, he's just, you know, we're just giving him some courtesy innings here in the eighth inning. Like, no, nah, the kids got good stuff. No question, the kids got good stuff, and, and that goes for everyone in that bullpen and everybody on that team. Again, you wouldn't be wearing the jersey if you didn't belong at the SEC level. You wouldn't be wearing the jersey if you didn't belong at South Carolina. I don't know something again that just crossed my mind, but again, he pitched, uh, and then of course Andy Peters comes in to finish it up. One and a third innings, one hit, um, didn't give up any runs. He was spectacular. And then at the plate for the Gamecocks, you know, we talked offensively. That that's been the name of the game for this Gamecocks baseball team, right? And really the thing that I think most fans, if you ask all, if you took a poll of fans right now, what are you most intrigued/concerned slash about when it comes to this Gamecocks baseball team? <clears throat> I think hitting would be the number one answer that you would get. The Gamecocks eight runs on nine hits in this one. And uh, you know, after after a really tough weekend in Nashville, you know, facing the guys you faced and but then coming back on Sunday and building momentum and scoring six runs in the last six innings, then coming out last night. It was great to see this team continue to build momentum. And I think the two biggest swings in this game, guys, and I said this in the post game last night, but the two biggest swings in the game were this. First off, the one in the first inning by West Clark. That home run, I thought, you know, Brady Allen, he gets hit by the pitch. He gets on. Gets to second, you know, you get the two outs and you're thinking, oh man, like we're going to leave this guy. We're going to strand another guy. You know, our, strike- our strikeout's strikeouts, going to be a problem. Is this going to be another long night at the plate? Wes Clark hits that bomb. I think fans, I, I know I felt it. You were able to sort of exhale and go, okay here we go, we're on the board, we put up a crooked number, we can do this thing, this isn't rocket science, we can hit the baseball, we've got an early lead. And again, I think that definitely helped with as far as Will Sanders, the true freshman, getting him comfortable. You know, Honestly, I think that puts you in a really, really good spot early. The other big swing that I thought was huge in this one, of course, um, because of the guy, for one, because of the situation, for two, was in the third inning. Jeff Heinrich comes up. You've got two outs. I think it may have even been a two-strike count, but two outs for sure. And, you know, we've seen Gamecock hitters at times, I think, struggle with, you know, trying to get off their swing and hit their pitch. And maybe it feels like, they're not always adapting to the situation, not always hitting it where it's pitched, not going backside if it's away, not pull side if it's inside, not always having the best approach. Let's put it that way. I thought a beautiful at-bat and a beautiful piece of hitting by Jeff Heinrich, a guy that, again, was in the lineup tonight for Brennan Malone playing third base. Of course, again, we all know that's a competition right now. Those guys are going back and forth. You know, Mark Kingston going back and forth on who he wants to play and give the at-bats to in that spot. It was Jeff Heinrich's turn tonight. And again, with two outs, bases loaded. At that point, you know, it's still only a 3 nothing game. It, it, it's by far from over. It's far from over at that point. But Jeff Heinrich comes up, two outs. I think maybe you got two strikes, whatever. But gets the pitch away. Doesn't try to do too much. Doesn't come out of his shoes. Doesn't Doesn't do, you know, more than he's capable of. Simply hits it where it's pitch, drives the baseball the other way, drives it in the gap. You clear the bases. All of a sudden, it's a six to nothing game. And again, you're able to take another collective exhale as a Gamecock baseball fan and say, okay, here we go. Six nothing in the third. This feels more like a midweek game. This feels more like how we should be playing in the midweek. This feels a lot better than what we saw over the weekend or saw last week against Davidson. You know, we're able to settle in and put this thing not on cruise control, but as the fan perspective, I guess, relax a little bit. And again, I thought that was a big knock for Jeff Heiner. Again, you know, a guy that's fighting for at-bats and fighting for innings and fighting for that spot at third base, and you're looking for that guy. You know, you're looking for that guy to provide you with that spark at the hot corner. But again, for a Gamecocks lineup, I think the approaches have been fine. I think the approaches have been fine. I think obviously adjustments seem to continue to be, continue to be made each and every single game, but I just thought that was a great example and a great job by Jeff Heiner to, again, do a job, get in a situation, you know, know yourself, know the type of hitter you are. Hey, Jeff, you're not a home run guy. You're not a guy that I'm expecting to poke one out of here. You're a gap-to-gap guy. You're a line drive hitter. Play to your strengths. Whatever he does, whatever he gets you, because, again, all the pressure's on him. And, by the way, I believe that came off of, if I'm not mistaken, let me see here. Yeah, that was off of Jake Pilarski, who is the Citadels Friday night guy, by the way. So that was a quality arm that the Gamecocks scored those three earned runs off of. But again, just a great job by Jeff Heinrich. And again, I know it's something so small. He had a great night, by the way. He had a great night, laid down a bunt early in that game as well. And, and again, it might be small to fans, but it's the little things. It's the little things that win baseball games. It is win or lose baseball games, I might add. But it's those little things that add up, and normally when you do those things, well, you do win the baseball game. When you execute and take care of your business, you get the job done. And again, I just thought that was a great A-B by Jeff Heiner, and to hit it where it's pitched. Hey, outside pitch, drive it the other way. Drive it opposite field. Go into the gap. Clear the bases, boom, you put your team up six to nothing, and then we cruise home with a big victory. Also, speaking of Jeff Heinrich and speaking of the hitters, because, again, a lot of guys had good nights. You know, Braylon Wimmer went two for four. Josiah Seitler, I thought, swung it really well. He continues to do so. Of course, Wes Clark, one for two with the homer and then two walks. He had a good night for you. But how about the bottom of the Gamecocks lineup? Seven, eight, nine. You know, I've talked about them a lot. And at the bottom of that lineup needs to step up for you and needs to hold their own. You know, I talked about, hey, my who's hot, who's not. Who's not was Colin Burgess. He finally snaps out. Get this, guys. you are eight, nine 9 in this ballgame. Three guys who have, you know, struggled a little bit in their own right, especially the last couple of weeks. Jeff Heinrich, Colin Burgess, George Khalil. These guys combined to go 5 for 11 with five RBI in this game. If I would have told you that, before the game, you probably would have called me crazy. But again, Jeff Heinrich goes one for three with three. Ribbies, of course, the base is clearing double. Colin Burgess goes two for four with an RBI. And then how about old George Khalil have a freaking night? George Khalil, a dude that, I mean, has struggled mightily at the plate. Call it for what it is, two for four for him with a ribby. I mean, when you're getting that type of production from the bottom of your lineup, that is a huge positive. That That is a huge positive. Because, again, even the guys like David Mendham 0 for 3, Eister 0 for 4, um, you know, Brady Allen 0 for 3, you expect those guys to hit. Those guys are going to hit. But, again, it's just been such a struggle with that 7, 8, 9, finding guys who consistently get knocks for you and, and, uh, and provide you a little bit of a spark offensively at the bottom of the lineup and to see those guys have that success. Again, 5 for 11. 5 RBI again of the 8 runs you scored 5 came from the 789 guys. A great night for those guys and great to see with the Gamecocks lineup and again. I think overall in this one the the bigger story, the bigger deal is, you know, you win that game on Sunday against Fandy. And again, you still lost the series, whatever you're not happy about that. But you're able to snap that losing streak. You're able to have something to feel good about. And I talked about the importance of last night just handling business ahead of this Florida weekend and continuing to build that momentum, to build that confidence. Because, again, you know, if you'd have lost last night, it's not to say that you wouldn't have went out and took two or three or, God forbid, swept Florida. But I think we can all agree, you know, momentum, like I've said before, momentum is a fickle mistress. And when you have Uncle Mo in your dugout, you make best friends with him, right? You don't let him leave your dugout. You make best friends with him. And I I thought this Gamecocks baseball team did a really, really good job, especially after last week. You know, when you came out in that Davidson game and people accused you of being flat and not wanting to be there. And of course, you didn't play your best baseball. I thought this team did a really, really good job of locking in on the task at hand. It looked like a team to me that was excited, fired up, ready to go. It was a beautiful night for baseball at Founders Park. And the guys came out and took care of business again. And again, the bigger picture is you continue to secure that momentum. Now you've won back-to-back games. You've won two in a row. You've got even, you, you know, you've got even more to feel good about. You, you, uh, you've had guys. You know, the bottom of your lineup goes off. Your pitchers through well, and now you have a ton of confidence going into again what is a huge SEC series at home when the Florida Gators come to town. All right, guys, let's talk TSUs midweek MVP. I feel like we've been giving guys on the weekends a lot of love, but you know what? These guys in the midweek, there are guys that are putting up some great performances in the midweek, so I want to start to show these guys love as well. And I was inspired by his outing, to be honest. I was inspired by his out by his outing because I was like, you know what? We have got to show some love to my guy, Will Sanders, the freshman pitcher. What an outing for him again. Um, just to go back down the stat line here. Five innings pitched, one hit, one run, one earned, one walk, 10 strikeouts, and again, extremely efficient, through just 67 pitches on the night. And I know a lot of fans were really, really critical about the approach on the mound last week when, you know, you did the whole Johnny Holstaff thing and Will Sanders started and only went one inning. And and I'll be honest, I'm surprised he went five innings. I really was. I I thought that, you know, they might stretch him out, let him go three or four, but I didn't expect to go five or more. And, uh, you know, you're able to get some other guys in there after that, which is really good. But Mark King even said after the game, you know, the reason they did that is he, he felt like there was a disturbing trend in regards to them giving up runs in the midweek. Well, Will Sanders certainly put out that fire with that performance. What a performance from him overall. You know, his, his best outing, I'd say, the best outing of his young career thus far at Southcon. And This is a guy, guys, that, again, Will Sanders is a name you are going to be hearing a lot, a lot over the next few years in Columbia. I mean, this dude, I'd be shocked if he's not your Friday night guy next season. Heck, he might make his way into the weekend rotation this season. I just think a dude, the sky's the limit. I mean, again, you got to think, guys, he's a true freshman hasn't even touched the weight room yet. Guy has not even touched the weight room yet. And he's throwing 94 to 96 effortlessly. I think this is a dude, you know, Mark Kingston said in the offseason he could see him hitting 100. I know that might sound crazy, but not really. Not really. When this dude, he continues to sharpen up his mechanics and and put on good weight and, like I said, get in the weight room, get bigger, get stronger, the sky truly is the limit for the youngster Will Sanders. So, again, TSUS midweek MVP goes to Will Sanders. We talk about what's next for Gamecocks baseball, and like I said, guys, I mentioned it earlier, you've got the Florida series This weekend, guys, what a big weekend at Founders Park. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a great series. You play them 7 o'clock on Friday, 4 o'clock on Saturday, noon on Sunday. Guys, I'll break down the series in its entirety on tomorrow's show. But, uh, again, anytime time South Carolina Florida play in any sport, it's big. When they play in baseball, it's huge. And when they play in baseball in Columbia, it's electric. So, it's going to be a really, really good time. Going to be a fun time. Should be a great series. And, again, coming off back-to-back wins. You got a lot to feel good about. Gamecocks baseball fans are feeling good, feeling like we did in the first 11 games. We'll see if that carries over. We'll see if that momentum can carry over into the week. With that that being said, guys, let's talk women's basketball and Dawn Staley. The ladies just keep on keeping on. Ho-hum, ho-hum. And I joked about this. I joked when I said this last season. I'll say it again this season, guys. Just wake me up when we get to the Final Four. I I mean, honestly, at this point, with Don Staley and crew and what they're doing, it, it, it's, it's a given. It's a given. I, I told you guys today or yesterday, excuse me, on the Daily Crow, I, I said it on the podcast, and people were asking me about the game. I'm like, dude, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to come off as I'm not excited, but you know, Don Staley's team is going to be ready to play. You know, they're going to handle Oregon State. And you know, I got people specifically shout out to Adam Ritter. You guys have probably heard me say Ritter's name a bunch, but Ritter's a guy. That uh, tune in to all the content, comments on everything. Ritter is one of those worry warts, though. I-, I woke up yesterday to a comment on our YouTube page. I mean, what is it? It's it's like 8 a.m., right? And Adam Ritter is-, is-, is commenting, oh man, I don't know how we're gonna do against Oregon State. They got some big players. And I'm like, Ritter, we got Don. Dawn- I'm like, did Don Staley retire last night? Like, no, we're fine, we're good. Trust in Dawn. Let Dawn and her ladies do their thing. And they certainly did that again last night, 59 to 42. The final score, Aliyah Boston, a ho hum, 19.7 rebounds. Absolute beast. Estani Henderson with 12 points. Zia Cook with 10. Uh, Leticia Mahir with eight. And Victoria Saxton with seven. I mean, take a look at the overall stats. Gamecocks shoot 35, 36%, excuse me, from the field. Um, you know, 78% from the free throw line. 50. Listen to this. The Gamecocks out-rebounded Oregon State, 50 to 32. 50 to 32. And the defense was really the story in this one. Oregon State shot just 31% from the field, 18 of 57. You are going to win a lot of games when you're playing defense like that. So again, great job by Don Staley and the crew. Let's give him a round of applause, Don Staley, Gamecocks Wins Basketball advancing to the Sweet 16, by the way, for the seventh year in a row. That is impressive. That's an impressive stat. So, again, for the seventh year in a row, Gamecocks basketball, how sweet it is. The women are headed to the Sweet 16. I'm going to take on Georgia Tech this weekend. I'm not sure if it's Saturday or Sunday. Let me see here. I'm sure I can find it on the schedule really quickly before we hop off because now I'm just curious, to be honest with you guys. Um It is against Georgia Tech. Oh, looks like they don't have the (laughs) – doesn't look like they have the schedule set up yet. So, okay. We will – yeah, I don't know. We will adjust and – yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, we'll adjust and we'll go from there. I I don't know. I'll update you guys, obviously, whenever that that comes out. I think it's either going to be Saturday or Sunday. I don't know the exact uh, tournament schedule, if you will, but they will play Georgia Tech. This weekend should be a lot of fun. And again, a trip to the Elite Eight will be on the line. Gonna be a blast. All right, guys, that's gonna do it all for me. Appreciate y'all tuning in, guys. Again, stay tuned for all the content. We got the Daily Crow, we got the podcast rolling. We got a big weekend with baseball. We got our workout on Saturday, by the way. Quick reminder if you guys are interested, we are doing a workout, a TSUS workout at Flex Squad Fitness in Chapin. South Carolina, one of our sponsors, very, very happy to be doing this, guys. Um, CJ Prophet, the man behind it all, and, and really excited to meet up with CJ and bring awareness to his gym, and, and it's high-intensity interval training. So if you are interested, by the way, it's open to everyone. It's free to fans, to listeners, to supporters, to everyone that rocks with the Spurs Up show. We're having this workout Saturday, 9.30 a.m. in Chapin, South Carolina, on-site at Flex Squad Fitness. If you're interested... Shoot me a DM. We need a head count for the classes. Shoot me a DM. Got to get the head count. But uh, yeah, really excited. Looking forward to it. So again, take it easy on Friday night. Come work out with yours truly. We'll have a good time. Then we'll watch go game. Go watch Gamecocks baseball. Beat up on Florida at at four o'clock Saturday afternoon. But again, Flex Squad Fitness. That workout. The details are on social media, guys. If you want to partake, shoot us. But again, guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in, guys. You guys have a great rest of your day. Have a fantastic Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.